on my wall, you know, on my wall, I got a, uh, I mean, I got it from like Dollar General. It was just like a poster board of uh, like creatives that I'm a, a fan of, or actually not even a fan of. I had them broken down by categories. It's like mm. performance, DJs, uh, journalists, writers, so on and so forth. We good, Rizzo, still? Alright. Um, and I put like the names and stuff underneath it. And this is when I was first building the archive for ETC mm-hmm. and wanted to make sure it had it like broken up. But there'd be a lot of times where I just be wanting to give up. This week, dead ass prayer, like, I was like, I don't gotta do this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody asked me to do this, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I I don't feel, gotta you know, do this shit. You feel me? That, yeah. And so, those uh, creatives on my wall and I, I put it there originally it was part of a brainstorming session I had some my team at the crib and so um, I just put them up there and I just never took it down now it serves a completely different purpose though it's a reminder like these are the type of people that are creating things here in Columbus that it's like a motivation to keep on going. Like this is the reason why, because artists like you, um, they really they care about what they're putting together. And I shouldn't even say artists like you, just people like you, creatives mm-hmm. like you. Um, you really intentional about the shit that you're building. And I'm like, yo, anybody. This is my personal perspective. Anybody that is intentional and they pouring in their heart, their soul, and they talented. That part's important too. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's intentional and talented then I also want to use my talent to be intentional about covering it. And I think that if you got, if you somebody like you who put songs and every single song on your album is crafted and curated, I feel like somebody should spend the time breaking that down and like right. going through it and, right. and trying to figure out what does it mean? Like, why did you put it like this? And like, what were you referencing and all that type of thing? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're not the only one that um, has done that, but you're definitely, for me, one of the people that, uh, I don't know, it's like, you know, the gas keeps you going or whatever. It's like, yeah. as long as you out here creating, I got to keep on doing whatever it is that I do in my lane because. I appreciate that yeah, for real, bro. It's, it's very like, reciprocal. A lot of people tell me a lot of time that you like the main person that like campaigns for me bro and I appreciate that like and I want I want people to know that there's nothing wrong with doing that either mm-hmm. you feel me people they be like oh this person is right you meet and I'm like mm-hmm. that's not not doing that bro you really just showing that you uh, appreciate something and that's why people don't get no love today Bruh, because yeah. you're not even showing that you appreciate anything yeah 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 and that's a self lesson too mm. so I feel like yeah, I feel like niggas are afraid to be fans of people that they see on a regular type basis. Right. Like, if I were... I'm a big Jay-Z fan. Mm-hmm. You know I love Jay-Z. If I were to go and build a whole... Second best rapper alive. That's yeah, crazy. Look, look at this nigga, man. <laughs> I see what type of afternoon we about to have. <laughs> if I were to go and create like a whole whatever, just in tribute, dedicated to Hove or whatever... Um, I'm talking about all the, the lines that he's done that's like helped to inspire me, change my life, like, you know, keep me going. Cause he got a lot of that shit too. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody would bat an eye to it because it's like, right. oh, it's Hove. Yeah, of course it's Hove or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if there's somebody that maybe lives in the same area code as me that I might run into on the random or I might like come out to their show or whatever, if I say those same things about them, if I dedicate that same attention to those people, it's like, oh, you want to meet? Are you riding on my... It's like, bro, like, that don't make no sense. If, if it's good, then it's good. And if it's not good, then it's not good. Exactly. And if you're inspired by some shit, bro, you inspired by it. You yeah. So. And people don't understand that in order to get good at something, you have to become a fan. Mm. Or you have to be a student of it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. in order to be a student, you low key gotta be fan. It's low key hand in hand. So, what do you mean by you that? Mean? Like, wait, so, when I started rapping, it's because I liked rap music. Mm-hmm. I liked writing creative things. Mm-hmm. I was already writing stories and things like that. So, um, I already loved it in a sense, or I liked it at least. Mm-hmm. And then I grew to love it. When I started dancing, I did my first couple moves. 
And then I was like, I like how this make me feel. Then yeah. I grew to love it. Mm-hmm. And then, as you know, even people who are like a sucker for information in general, they just want to know stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, they have a love for just knowing things. Yeah. You have to be a, a geek. Yeah. Or a, you have to nerd out about something that you like. Mm-hmm. Like, I can talk about dance styles all day. I can talk about rap lines all day. Mm-hmm. I can do that because I nerded out for it and I really loved it. Right. And if you got, a, if you're a fan of something or someone, like, I'm sure everybody got somebody that they'll probably pass out over. Not me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't passing out over no. I mean, I pass out. But, but I feel what you, you say. Yeah. I do. I, I think clear. Dramatic. No, I got. I got but, you. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody has somebody that like they like. Oh shoot. That's uh Jay Z over there. That's Kanye over there. That's yeah. But um, just because they live in your area, that should resonate with you more. I agree, bro. I agree me? with that shit. But, I was at um, Ground and Grind. It's a new spot that's uh, opening up in Old Town East. And, um, I just Mark, heard about that. Um, Brad, it's beautiful space, man. It's black. It's intentional, but mm. um, yeah, that that's going to be. I, I was talking to uh, Tizzo earlier today. I was like, Brad. No, I was talking to Dev actually. Mm. I was like, I feel like I'm about to be at Statehouse Studio all the fucking time, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, beyond Statehouse, like ground and grind, just the energy that's cultivated there. Like I love going to Upper Cup. I mean, all they have is coffee there. You know, stay house. I mean, not stay house. Uh, ground to grind. They got alcohol too. I'm like, all right. Is it a bar? Or is it like? It's like a co working space. Yeah, it's a co working space. You know, membership only and everything. So I'm like, nigga, I'll pay that. For be sure. in a black curated space for the niggas to be in there. Yeah, like that's as in black people. Yeah, that that's what I'm I'm here for. And yeah. then just to work or whatever, like the same energy that you get when you go to Upper Cup. Um, but anyways, I was in there for a happy hour. It's one of the, like they, um, you know, just ramp up events. Mm-hmm. And Marshall walked in, um, mm. and Marshall like that's that's my big homie in there. I gotta have yeah, him on one of these episodes. And I mean, like talking about Titans, Trailblazers, in the creative community here in Columbus, but even just personally, like I remember I met him. I was fourteen, fifteen years old. The mm. first time I had locks, I've been mean, like this is my third or fourth time getting locks. The very first time though. I was getting my shit twisted, and uh, Marshall, he was getting his hair done at the same uh, person I was, and we was in there arguing about, I think Jay-Z and Kanye, honestly, and, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, like, that stuck with me forever, like, just yeah. those conversations, the Did way you know he engaged. who he was when y'all argued? Nah, he was just, wow. yeah, he was just a random guy or whatever, now, he's my old head, and um, he was the first outfit across SCCAD, and everything, mm. so a charter member for wow. that school, I didn't know that. yeah, um, from Crime Bro, and then, you know, I mean, he's done so many different things here in the community. Anyways, like, he's a personal role model for me. He walked in. I wasn't expecting him to see him that day. And when I did see him, I was like, yo. Like, nigga, I hadn't seen him all year. Mm-hmm. And I went up to him. I was like, bruh, I'm so glad to see you. Happy New Year. I just want to tell you I love you. Tell you how much you mean to me. How much I look up to you and everything. He's like, oh, bro, I'm not, you know, that, he's real humble. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. bruh. You are that to me. Like, there's so many things that I wouldn't be doing today if not for you. And right. the fact that you have done the things that you've done, if not for the fact that you've poured into me, you've mentored, you've guided, you've criticized, you you, you were just, you were present in mm-hmm. our history and shit. That means something to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be one of those people that waits until a nigga is in the ground to say, yo, I have flowers I want to give to this guy. Like, give these niggas their flowers while they're still alive, while they're breathing. And then also tell as many people as possible about it. That's just kind of my perspective on yeah. it. For what? What am I holding back for? Like, that's my ego. That's my, my pride. Like, oh, if I say this about him, then that might put him up on a pedestal above me. Or nigga, maybe some people deserve to be put up on that pedestal. Yeah. You know, like, some people deserve to know that you know, their story has been consequential and everything for your story. And I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel. I feel you know? that, bro. Yeah. Definitely. And Marshall, a lot of people wouldn't be doing a lot of things for, mm-hmm. for Marshall, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And um, I appreciate the fact that you would even acknowledge that, that you have somebody that you would, that you would consider a role model or, yeah. you know, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like that lacks now, too. Mm-hmm. So without that, it's kind of hard to grow because you know even in hip hop, hip hop is about paying homage. That's facts. At the end of the day, like you know, sampling 
everything is a sample in hip hop. To be honest with you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you can't even make drums without sampling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just giving back and pouring in to the people that poured into you—that's mm-hmm. important. Like, it just makes sense. You feel yeah, me? So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate the fact that you would even acknowledge that. Well, shit. While we here. And then I'm going to start talking so much because I want to hear some shit from you, right? Right. I think it's appropriate. Yeah, no, it's definitely appropriate. And I, I know you for some time now. And, you know, how often, like, I, I give it up for you. Like, I tell you, like, you know, what's dope. But I want to make sure that I document it right here and let you know, too. Um, because this is the second FOE that we're doing. The first one, we did it with Rizzo. And uh, it's talking to him. I, I thought it was really it's out. Hmm? It's out already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's we'll out. Check it out. Um, yeah, we we put that out. I, I just thought it was really dope to you know commemorate the fact that this space is open uh, and to just talk about our respective journeys and all that type of stuff because uh, we we've done a lot of work together. But even as like I said, I was talking to Tizzle this morning, just doing pre-production for all the different shows that we're about to do today, and. Uh, I was thinking in my head, I didn't even say this to her, but I just realized, you know, with, you know, you played the Orange Soda a five-year anniversary as a DJ, but you were also there for the very first Orange Soda. Um, you, it wasn't the first article, well, the first issue of Flypaper, but it was the first one that I wrote myself, like the, the long-form essay. I was interviewing you and Tuan for uh, Flypaper, you were the first feature um, for Native Tongues when mm-hmm. we were over at Art of Republic. And then, you know, for this to be one of the first episodes of um, FOE, this series, where I want to just sit down with, you know, one-on-one with other cultural architects, people that are, like, building community and culture here in the city. You know, you're one of the first people that I'm interviewing here, right? Mm. And then, maybe more importantly, actually, there's two more things, three more things. Um, that I don't even think that you know. So, the first one, I remember it was 2016. I think the year is 2016. And it was a uh, confess. <clears throat> and it rained out the stage. And you did like a, a pop up show mm-hmm. over at uh, Bossy Girl Pinup. That's the name of it, right? Yep. And I think you performed uh, The Difference in Lux Bucket. Definitely Lux Bucket. I don't know if you did The Difference there too, but. Uh, yeah, that was probably one of like the standout shows for me that really took it. It's like I'm not just going out and watching my friends perform or watching people that I know perform. Like I didn't really know you at all at that point. But mm-hmm. like that was such an amazing performance. I remember when like you mm-hmm. took the, the beat out or whatever on Luxbook and he was just like talking over it and he was just like documenting, you know, all, all the different it wasn't even about struggles. It was like yo, real life human experience of, you know, we was really just me and him, we had no money and everything. We had we was driving around the hoopty, but that shit felt like it was everything. And yeah. Like just seeing that right there, seeing it from another creative here in Columbus, it's like, yo, that's exact that's the energy right there. That's mm-hmm. that's the reason why I believe in and why I love Columbus because of that energy right there. I, I, I call Columbus a uh, prove it city. It's a, a hustler city. People talk about New York. Say if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. I feel like if you can make it in Columbus, then you can make it anywhere because there's absolutely nothing that's given here. Matter of fact, a lot of times people ride off the city of Columbus and they say that there's nothing of value here. Mm-hmm. And so to see other niggas that are finding value here, creating manufacturing where it doesn't exist, there's nothing handed out here, like that's inspirational. That's that's what like keeps me going and shit. And so like seeing that performance, it really put like a um like an evergreen battery in my back. I go back and I revisit it often. So I was glad that you put that on um streaming services that and the difference. I really love that song too. Second thing is that um, I'll say this one Trigno 2 in the um, EP that you put out I remember it was on SoundCloud you won't put it on streaming I don't know why you won't put it on streaming but you won't put it on streaming you get it on Bandcamp <laughs> you pay for it on Bandcamp <laughs> yes, up there. Um, I was at Warhol on Wall Street you know I was one of their first employees at Warhol and I found the office that like we really like built everything out of um, I said I was one of their first employees. I was the first employee. Let me be clear with that. 
And that's also when I was running like fly paper and like, you know, Yogi and Chris said, say, hey, you should really like take this and run with it or whatever. Cool. And we fought a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to be on that blog shit. I don't really care about, you know, all the headlines and, and the gossip. And like, I didn't want to just be a blogger. I wanted to, if, if I'm going to run this this platform, I want to do it in a really intentional way. I want to like, you know, take the culture and I want to talk about it. I want to push mm-hmm. it up. And one of the commitments that I made, I said, I'm going to be on SoundCloud. Not even SoundCloud. I'm just going to go and find Columbus musicians and find the niggas that are making music and, and like give it a chance to listen to it. And so if I find any diamonds, then I can tell the people about it. And I don't remember how exactly I found Trigno 2. It might have been, I went to high school with Satella. We were in the same class. I got to get him. I think it him was dude, Ivan. Was I, no, I don't think Ivan's the one that sent it to me, though. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember who sent me the record. I think that I just saw it on the timeline, though, on Twitter. Okay. Um, and I think it was because, for real this time, that's the one that Satella produced, right? He produced most of that project. Word. Yeah. Well, then maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was the one that was retweeting it. That makes sense. And I went I listened to it. And to this day, bro, like, well, actually, now today I have a different opinion, but we'll talk about that on a different show or whatever. That's like one of my favorite Trigno pro- uh, projects. And I remember you said something on one of the songs. It's like, um, let me. I hope that I save somebody while I save myself. I save myself. Yeah. yeah, and that shit really like hit me because the same time that I'm talking about, you know, wanting to uh, push Columbus culture and really help to lift, you know, the environment and stuff here. You talking about the same shit in the music and the records that you was putting on there. It's like, nah, like, I'm really for real this time. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. trying to go, like, all the way with this. Or um, you had a song where you was talking to a girl and she wasn't really giving that same attention back. And it's like, bro, you only call mm-hmm. when, you know, like. You only, yeah. Exactly. And I, there was a shorty at the time. I was like, bro, like, this nigga's, like, talking about my life or whatever. You mm-hmm. feel me? Um, I know everybody loves uh, Tax Free like from that era, but it was all the other records on that project for me. And that was probably the first record from Columbus that I loved and said, all right, I'm going to talk about this shit until I don't have any breath in my lungs anymore. That was like Section 80 for me. That was wow. like um, uh, So Far Gone for me. Like That was like, um, what was J. Cole's first mixtape? Not Friday Night Lights, the one that came out before that. The come up. The come up. And, it was like the come up. The warm up. The warm up. Yeah. That was the mixtape about nothing for me. Like that mm. project is like for for me personally. Um, so I wanted to make sure that you knew that because I didn't know if you knew that. And then the last thing is uh, your, I, th- I think it was your mom that had put out a book and. Uh, it was one of your family members. And it was my mom. It was yeah. your mom. And you was like tweeting about it. And like, I forget what it was. I don't know if I just like shared the support or if I went and I purchased it or if I went to the event. That part I don't remember. But what I do remember was your response to it where you said that, uh, you know, you doing this gesture right here. It means a lot to me, and that's the type of thing that makes me want to keep on doing all the things that I'm doing. And that showed me that everything really counts. Something that may seem like it's insignificant, like it's not a big thing, or it's not like oh, I was just trying to like show love. Like yeah. you never know how far those actions and those gestures may go, and right. what that may do for somebody else. And so, your response to me doing what it was that I did told me like from here on out I don't care who sees it I don't care um, if it's big and loud or if it's small and quiet I'm always going to make sure that I'm putting shit out that is positive and that's love and like trying to put the energy into the community because I never know how that may be received from somebody else and like you kind of started that ripple effect or whatever for me mm. and it's come back in like Dividends, you see what I'm saying? Like, so many people come out, like, yo, thank you so much for this or this. Like, things I would never even know. Like, bro, I didn't even know that me doing that would mean that to you. Yeah. You feel me? But I also know that I wouldn't be continuing to do these things if not for your initial reaction that day, way back then, whatever. Mm. So, I know that, that was a lot, whatever, but I just wanted yeah. to make sure that I told you that, that, um, you know, all of these things or whatever, like, it doesn't happen 
if not for those moments that I had with you. And there's a lot of other things, too, that you've done that I just think have been incredible or whatever. But I just want to make sure that I told you that, you know, like in person and whatnot. So I appreciate you, yeah. man. Dang, that's crazy. Mm. I, I forgot about that with my mom. Mm-hmm. Like Anybody know me, my mom's. I love my mom. Mm-hmm. Every woman in my family is covered. Right, right, right. right. Saying, but my mom, she's uh, one of the sweetest ladies that I know. Mm-hmm. Actually, the sweetest lady I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You feel me? Even through the, the things people don't see with her, you know, her tough side and stuff like that. Everybody only knows how sweet my mom is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a real thing. She's mm-hmm. not just putting it on. Like, she's she lives and breathes that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Like, I'm going to tell you again, like, like, whatever it is, like, reposting her book or buying it, whatever it was, bro. Yeah, I mean... Sure. But that's what it's about, though. And mm-hmm. I think, I guess it's like these type of interactions, these happenings, this is the reason why like I created this particular show, FOE, because I think that there is a certain caliber of creator here in Columbus that we're obviously like we have our own personal like objectives and agendas that we're trying to accomplish in there like you you're trying to be the greatest rapper of all time and you know supersede and hove and i was you know what i mean i was <laughs> you said i was trying i don't like that I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of made me mad i ain't gonna lie to you but i'm gonna humble myself no, today I'm just talking shit shout out to jay-z yeah shout out to hove um but i, I think that there is a, a deeper level and, and it goes unspoken a lot of times where a lot of the niggas that I'm trying to speak to in, in this way, we're doing it for ourselves, our own personal legacy, but we're also doing it because we realize that our legacy is a part of a larger fabric for the entire community. You know, it's part of like just the Columbus culture at large. If you're great, that makes everything greater as well. You see what I mean? And um, I I don't know. It's just how do I want to say it? Let them use you. You know what? Let them use you. That's crazy. If you never put a name on that right there, then if you never kind of tie it all together and speak about it, then it's almost like it doesn't happen. Even though we're mm-hmm. all we're experiencing it, we see it in real time. If you don't actually like title it, then it just it's like, or it, it just didn't happen. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, I definitely wanted to talk to you about on this show was, you know, what you've done with saying a hangout. Because I mean, you probably recall a time where people would say in Columbus that there's nothing to do here, mm-hmm. and they say that there's no nighttime events there's no um well they, they say that there's no culture at all they say it's arena district and everything else is dead and we, i've been to arena district bruh like i feel like real <laughs> niggas from columbus don't even go to arena district respectfully That's, but also like emphatically disrespectfully yeah fuck that i had to say that but i meant it though uh, <laughs> um but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. I think that you are probably one of the people, or you and your team are, are some of the people that have kind of changed that narrative. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about Singing Hangout uh, because a lot of people know you for your music and for your dancing, but, you know, you're a business owner too. Mm-hmm. You're an event curator as well. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So Singing Hangout first came about when, it's funny, I have a video on my phone. It's like on my Snapchat. That's, Shows you how old it is. That's facts. But um, I think I know we what you're about to say too. Yeah, yeah we was in Lamont's mm-hmm. um, living room, and his sister was there. Two of his sisters was there, and a guy named John Tucker. That's his cousin, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also the homie too. So he lives in Nashville. He's doing great things. He's a singer. So everybody was singing, and I asked Lamont one day. I was like, "What would you feel like if we had like?" A whole bunch of singers in one room. Would you want to do that? He said, I would love that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, bet. Funny that we're here in this establishment because um, I hit up David from uh, Dreamcatchers. And he played the keys that night. And I don't think David is like a huge keyboard player or nothing like that. But he played that night. And, I didn't even um, know that he could play an instrument, honestly. 
He know how to play a little bit. I don't know like how nice he is. He ain't really have to do that much either. You feel mm. me? But the first hangout was in my basement, and it was um, it was one lady and like six niggas. So that already is bad. <laughs> and then like it was maybe like three singers in there, excluding myself because I ain't really code like that with the vocals, but. Or code like them, I could sing. I ain't, I gotta stop downplaying myself. Mm. But um, so we did that, and then we just kept doing it because it was like it just felt good to yeah. be around singers. Like yeah. I think D Millie was there. Um, who else was there? Of course Lamont, John, me, David, some other dude. Couldn't even tell you his name. Uh, he came with a. I think he came with John, and then it was Amber. Um, Amber Alexander. I don't think I know her. She, uh, her name on IG is Amber Charmaine. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't know that was her last name. Yeah, she's a singer. She can sing. She can sing a little bit. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know if she practices. You know, gotcha. So I don't know, but yeah. she came through, and um, we just kept building it up, man. And at the time, Lamont was like super focused on just straight, just getting money. Mm -hmm. Like Lamont, how he grew up. Like Lamont grew up poor, mm -hmm. so. To see where he is now, I'm super proud of Lamont. Like he got a Tesla, mm -hmm. and he doesn't flaunt it on nobody or nothing like that. He really he's a humble dude, and um, you know, just coming from where he comes from is just amazing to see that he just turned his whole life around. Like mm -hmm. if I told you who Lamont was back in the day, y'all would not believe me. But I'm gonna ask him about that. Yeah, ask him. Yeah. He'll tell you. <laughs> so uh, that's Lamont, a good dude. You right here. Yeah, good dude. he's a really good dude. So Lamont is. Um, he was just focused on getting money. He was working, and I kid you not, 24-hour shifts at Chase. They had unlimited overtime. He would literally stay there for a long time. He was just working like that, and he was just doing all types of stuff. So I had to push the same hangout at the time. Yeah. So. Um, we ended up having our first big one because I went on Instagram and I just started typing in like Columbus Singers, yeah, hashtag Columbus Singers, and I would just DM everybody. So then we had a um a hangout at a Nova had a spot over there. I want to say it was off of Brighton. Yeah, somewhere around that area, around Brighton. So. We had it in his attic, and it was like 50 people in the attic. Mm -hmm. So um, I met Narte, who plays keys at the hangout sometimes. Mm -hmm. He's like doing big things now. He's super proud of him as well. He's working with uh, Saba, John Doe. Mm -hmm. He got a record with PJ Morton and some other people. So I met him and my homie Lakon. They did a performance, and I told him about it. And then he was like, yo, can I pull up with my keyboard? So I pulled up, and it just became a situation. And then Lamont was like, oh, shoot. All right, bet. Let's do some shit. Yeah. yeah. So then it got bigger. It kept getting bigger and bigger. And then Lamont is really good with the big stuff. Mm. Pause. So. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't to Don't cancel me, y'all. Don't cancel me. <laughs> but I'm going to just be honest. There's just too much for my liking. But... Uh, <laughs> But Lamont is good with um, organizing things and, uh, you know, bigger events and all of that. So um, he took over, and Lamont has done phenomenal things with the singing hangout. When I tell you all, mm. pretty much the the main thing that I do is more so, like, on the creative side, and I help uh, make the decisions. Like, he doesn't go by uh, go behind my back or anything like that. We make decisions together, and we present stuff to each other. That's it. Lamont does everything else. Does everything else. Yeah, yeah like that's, you know, that that's how he works, and that's that works better for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm with that because I got all all this other type of stuff that I'm doing. So yeah, Lamont really was like sixty percent of building the thing and hang out to where it is now. So like he he makes those phone calls. And all that And you know I've, I've made some phone calls too mm -hmm. Of course But like He's the main guy That everybody talks to I was uh, Trying to tell somebody About this hanging hangout It's like God damn How do I even describe this so I went to y'all's page And he was talking And said 
the best singing event. No, I think you said the best music event in Columbus. And I was like, nah, that's that's really like the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason why we started Native Tongues and uh, it was really just to continue the energy from Black Tuesday. You know, were you around mm-hmm. for Black uh, the what Sam, uh, serious? Yeah, ad? serious. Ad, yeah, were you around during that era? I think. I don't know if this was Black Tuesday or not, but I think I spit a verse on there before everybody knew I rapped. Mm-hmm. This was back in like 2013. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody there. just knew you as a dancer at the time. Yeah, yeah I yeah, rapped yeah. up there and I choked. Oh, yep. <laughs> that is a fact. Well, Black Tuesday was an era, man. That's part of the shit that really got me like in love with Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we started Native Tongues because we felt like there wasn't many platforms there wasn't many places that you could go to to just experience like the the culture and stuff here and native tongues is a beautiful thing and we're gonna try and bring that back in 2023 i was just talking to somebody about that last week or whatever but that's not here nor there i think that the singing hangout in my opinion and i do say this humbly i hope that trip and burn ain't mad at me for saying this you feel me but I think that the singing hangout is probably like the dopest like live music event in Central Ohio. Um, it is just because of what it's like. It's like it's it's a crowd experience. It's, it's not mm-hmm. just about the performer that's on stage. Like everybody that goes into the door there, like they're participating in it. You know? Yeah, and I see a lot of people like kind of borrowing mm-hmm. the idea, and I appreciate that as well. You know what I'm saying we don't. I don't need no. We don't need credit for it or anything like mm-hmm. that, but I appreciate the fact that people are going out to sing and, you know, um, it is. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's definitely the best event in the city just because of the love that's in there. And that's not to toot our own, toot my own horn or Nah, bro, we don't do humble like on that. this show. We can be humble later. I'm, I'm working working humble on, here. You know, I, you know, I'm the most. Nah, yeah, I want all that, bro. Talk Pause. crazy. But because like what you just said, even just now, you was like, bro, I see a lot of people, they're copying it or they're borrowing different elements and stuff to it. And that's exactly the reason why I want to talk about it. Mm. Not to like say, oh, young niggas is wrong for doing that. But I think that I was just teaching this to my daughter the other day. There's a difference between a thermostat and a thermometer. You feel me? Mm-hmm. A thermometer, they just tell you the temperature of the room. They tell you, like, yo, this is what's going on. And and they can, you know, relay that to other people. A thermostat, they set the temperature in the room. And they make everybody else just get acclimated and adjusted to that. Mm. And I think that it's important that we talk about the people that raise the bar that your favorite won't lift, if you will. You see what I mean? That was good, right? That was good. <laughs> He's so, good. This, this is a good guy. This, this guy's good. <laughs> I said that, by the way. Yeah, he said that. That's crazy. You said we don't do humble. So nah, yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. I wanted. I want you to be very real and everything. And I think that so if you don't come and you don't, well, not you, you and everybody that's involved with the singing hangout, mm-hmm. and you guys don't build that momentum, that movement, and everything. There's nothing for other people to copy. And Columbus is just like every other city in America and that it's copycat. And people are going to try to duplicate what's successful. They're going to try to repeat the shit that actually works. And so it takes people that are originators and that are creators to go and innovate and make some shit that works so that the copycats will come in and they'll duplicate that right there. Well, let me let me be clear. You can't duplicate the singing hangout. You That's can't do it. <laughs> um, but there's nothing wrong with what's going on. Right. And I see what's going right. on. I've seen all types of events. Um, and I appreciate it. Like, I really do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to go to those events. That's the type of stuff I want to go to. So I'm like, the fact that y'all do th- this... Uh, not even copy, but like that y'all borrow it or elements of it, yeah, elements of it. Um, y'all making stuff for me to go to, like yeah, I, I exactly. Turned, I turned thirty. That's yeah. a thirty and up event. You feel me? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the type of stuff I want to go to. So keep doing that, please. Mm-hmm. I was telling please. my guy last night. I was like, bruh, because he told me that he was like kind of scaling back from like you know cultivating spaces and inviting people out to do shit. I was like, I'm just on a different type of time. I'm like, bruh, but you don't understand that so many things in my life like i'm the one that's responsible for creating the vibe and inviting people out to it and other mm-hmm. people that get to enjoy it when you did it 
that gave me something I could come to and I could just be a participant for. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now you're not doing it no more. It's like now there's a void. If there's other people that are taking the shit that works and that's actually good, that people love and they really enjoy, then that means that I can I don't have to be responsible for everything. I could just come and enjoy that shit. You're 30 and up, right. like you said. Like yeah. it, my back. Like, um, I was just gonna say because it's like going to the club now is just crazy. It's yeah, like, it's it's insane. I was talking yeah. to Dev about this uh a while ago. He was like, uh, he was talking about when he went to a club in Cleveland. Mm. <laughs> and then he was like, the club game is just a scam for real. Bruh, and then it just made so much sense with the story he told me. I was like, wow. What was the story he told this, you? The, you say I, I mean, I let him tell the story. Okay. I mean, it's not a crazy story or nothing like that. Uh-huh. But to sum it all up, like, you know, they were trying to, I believe they were getting a section before they got there. Mm-hmm. And then. He was like, I'm telling me we shouldn't even do this. Like, so I don't think they got the section when they got to that club. It was like empty. Yeah. So it was just like you would have been buying bottles in the section for an empty club. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, don't jump in here. So it's really a scam. So I understood like that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's more mature to just stay away from those type of situations for real. And that part. That's another reason why I'm really excited about Ground and Grind because, you know, that's more like membership space. It's more about, again, the intention of everybody that's in the room. You know, you got to have an invite to be there. Right. It'll be like, you can't just walk in. And so you you could trust, like, what the vibe is going to be because of everybody's kind of uh, just maintaining that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, just taking a, a small step back or whatever, you're talking about uh, culture and building culture. You know, I, I've really... For the last like ten years or so, I've been trying to figure out how do I describe the work that I do. You know, there's a running punchline. People like, what does Malcolm do? He's just, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying whatever. And I think that the uh, the the best landing space I've ever been at is like saying I'm an architect, like helping to like build shit, build all of this community and culture. When people talk about identity, especially for Columbus, they say Columbus doesn't have an identity. And mm. in reality, I think it does. Like, just for the record, I think that Columbus 100% has an identity. And the niggas that say that it doesn't, they're just not informed. They're not participating enough in it. You can't. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, it's cool. But we come back because I'm going to hear what you're about to say. I think that when you have, uh, I say it like this, because you were talking about hip hop and sampling, and you can't have any part of hip hop if you're not like taking stuff from other things. When you have, again, those innovators, and then there's people that are around and they borrow those elements, and then you have a bunch of different events that, you know, they have these elements, but they put their own spin on it so that it is different, unique, or whatever, then that becomes part of Columbus culture. You see what I mean? Mm. And so if we know that I can go outside or I can go to a live performance and it's, you know, the, the whole room is the... The performance, like you walk in mm-hmm. and you're a part of the experience right there. That may be something that you can only get in a city like Columbus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's that may be something that when you go to Orange Soda, actually, it's not even Orange Soda anymore. This is something we started to realize. Obviously, we didn't come up with the electric slide because the electric slide is the electric oh slide. About to get this convo. <laughs> that's crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> anytime now you hear you don't have to call, you feel me? What do niggas start doing? Well, go ahead, say it, bro. Nah, it's cool. Go ahead. Y'all need to stop doing that. Why? Who? Y'all. Why? Everybody. It's not gonna happen. But why? Why you say that? I understand that that you standing yeah, on it. I appreciate yeah, that because you're a solid dude. Yeah, it's facts. What? But you don't have to call. You gotta dance to it, man. Uh, you saying that you mad that niggas stop dancing at it? Yeah, like <laughs> you don't have to call <laughs> y'all dance to that. But hey, dance to those niggas is I'm mad. I'm not bro. gonna campaign for making that a Columbus thing. That's gonna it's make already me happened. Some type of way. There's nothing you can do about it, bro. Matter of fact, I seen it. It's been DJs that don't have nothing to do with orange soda. It's a party that don't got nothing to do with orange soda. You don't have to call, come on. And it's muscle memory. It's like people just automatically, they start doing that shit or whatever. And it's like, I don't know if there's another city in America that you can go to. You have that experience when you listen to, you don't have to call. I guess everywhere else in America, they actually dance to it. To your point, it's like, I want to go to those cities. But here in Columbus, that's part of the fabric. That's part of the culture in here. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I, I'm going to look at it from a different lens. All right, go ahead. Because there's some people who... Don't dance mm-hmm. And they do get up and do it You so see what I mean? I'll give you that It's a participation But 
Don't, don't like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. That's fair. I respect it. That's fair. Yeah, but I don't like it. For me, ooh, can I say this? Fuck it, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I don't like partying at all. I don't like clubs. I don't like all those people. I don't like. Why can't you say that? Because I throw one of the biggest events in the Midwest, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, but if yeah. listen, if I'm at home and I see Orange Soda like come on the time, I'm personally like, you think people gonna I'm be not like, going. you know, what I'm saying? not. I don't want to party no more because the keys don't. Nah, party. I'm just saying, bro. Imagine Jay Z come up here and like, bro, I don't even like cognac. You know what I'm saying? Saying like niggas still gonna drink yak, yeah, sure. But I'm just saying that it's like, bro, you're not supposed to say that or whatever. But we tell the truth on this podcast or whatever. I feel that. I don't, I don't like it, but I, I, I get the value, and I understand. Like some people, they only come outside when orange soda is on the calendar. It's the, that's the only yeah. time that they go and be around other people and shit Very because true. it means that much to them. And mm-hmm. so it's like I, it would behoove me to keep that shit going just because it's it's bigger than my own personal preference. It's about right. like the whole culture and shit. And that's the reason why other niggas be upset when folk be copying them and they like trying to duplicate their efforts and everything. And me mm-hmm. personally, I love it. Yeah. Yo, if there's more I'll say it. Before I started running flypaper. There were blogs, like let me be very clear. There's other like journalistic uh, efforts and all that type of stuff. I just, I don't feel like there was, uh, I don't think that there was a lot of, like, local media that was, like, Mm-mm. purely, like, just dedicated. Not apologetically. We literally used to have meetings, like, all right, cool. How are we going to roll this out? You said Let's, uh, DM the people on flypaper. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, and, even people would be like, uh, before, they would say flypaper before Animal House. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... That's out of, you out, said of pure, that. I didn't out say of pure respect. I didn't say it, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like, facts though. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a, matter of fact. This is the the non humble me coming out. Please, I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes them write ups on Animal House was trash, bro. They'll give you a a quick paragraph, and then it like I didn't like that. Yeah, because I put all my effort into this music. Yeah, and then it would be a point where I'll be like, I'll give you some money to do whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like, no, I do it for free. And then it'll be a, a short, like, two sentences. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's no knock, because a lot of those people are doing great things today. And, I, like, I appreciate everything that's ever came my way. Anybody who's ever took the time to listen out, if you actually did listen, because I couldn't tell if you listened to the project or not when you wrote it, <laughs> to be honest with you. But if you took your time out of your day to listen to it, I appreciate it. And to even write about it, even put my picture on the blog. But I just... You know, it was it's kind of a slap to the face. Yeah, you feel me? It's like, dang, this supposed to be a big deal because that's how everybody looking at it. Like, I'm on Animal House. Yeah. Like, nah. But when Flypaper used to write up on my stuff, like, it was always like an in-depth type of situation. It's like, oh, we, uh, they quoting songs. They quoting this and that. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. But also, I don't know what situation they had with those those uh, blogging sites too, so yeah. I'm a I tread lightly with that. Yeah, yeah. So no, it, it might it might have been like, oh, let me just get these so I can get this quick bag, or like, uh, right, right, right. let me hurry up and get off this contract real quick. And if it's that situation, yeah. I I understand totally. I think that there's always more to the story than like the public perception, mm-hmm. and so like that's why I try not to be too critical. But what I do want to acknowledge and um, like I mean even embrace is the fact that. You know, after that, because obviously Flypaper's no longer around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, there really hasn't been, like, something to come up to replace it. But I know that there's been a lot of, like, um, replicas or people that try to Im- imitate that formula. To me, that's dope. Like, I want there to be more people that care that are going to put that same intention into covering, like, local artists and whatnot. I'll give you another example. A Dope Little Podcast. Like, I'm a huge fan of a Dope Little Podcast. Same. You feel me? And, um... I remember I went on there one time and they told me that they used to listen to our interviews on to the drummer's beat. And I was like, yo, that was like crazy how they would like with like super indefinite, blah, 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 blah. It's like, and we were preparing for interviews with different creatives by listening to y'all's interview and like pulling out stuff or whatever. And that's, that's they lane. Like it's now just, well, I, I don't know if they switched it up at all, but 
for a while, that was what they did. They just went out and they did music interviews. Me personally, as somebody that was podcasting, I was talking about like the culture. I'm not threatened by that. I look at that and I think that that's dope. I think you need more people mm-hmm. that are doing that type of shit and putting their own spin on it and like creating their own lane in, in that regard because then you have more flavor, you have more attention, and that's how you build community. You need to have a bunch of different moving parts that are all moving for the same like cause and whatnot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, people, they be threatened by it. They say, if you're imitating me, you're going to try and take my spot. Me, I feel like if you're really that dope, if you're really that type of nigga, if you can make some shit, then you can make some other shit too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Shout out to them guys, man. Those yeah. is those are my guys. Man. Yeah, I fuck uh, with them the long. Definitely way. gonna uh, get an interview by them too. So. Yeah, facts, facts. Um, yeah, and I appreciate that y'all bring a different dynamic as well. Exactly, bro. You feel me? Like it's three guys over there. They, you know, they just roll up, smoke, and yeah. they start talking about different stuff, and then. And yeah. the research that they do, bro, like yeah, they. I, I don't have the talk. I don't got the capacity, bro. Yeah, to, like, we all like the same music too. That's the yeah, crazy part. Yeah. So we be talking like we. Sometimes we a nerd out. Once yeah. again, going back to that, but mm-hmm. sometimes we a nerd out about music that we like when we was coming up or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, like I appreciate all y'all for real. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And let me clear the air with Animal House. I have no problem with Animal House, man. I, I love, love Animal House, bro. I love everything that y'all do, but I'm I'm a big person on accountability. Um, you'll hear it with this album too, as well. But I'm super huge on that. Uh, uh, so some, sometimes when I say things, it might come off like aggressive. Like you ass up. Yeah, you ain't gotta apologize, bro. I mean, nah, I, I'm, I going get it, to, I'm going to. I'm going to because you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I get I'm going to because I in the past I've. Meant to apologize I'm like Nah I'm gonna stand on it But it's like Nah I apologize for If that comes off A weird way I don't apologize For the action But If it comes off A weird way Then nah Like I actually love Animal House And you know Kara she didn't, I believe she did Some work for Animal House As nah, well Nah in fact she has So yeah Nah um Damn what was I about to say Animal House man They That's you want to hear something crazy? That's a positive pause. That's I'm not. That's not like a. I'm I'm not trying to figure out how to like say something that's critical of them. Like in a lot of ways, some of the shit that I've done or whatever has been inspired by just the branding of Animal House. Like mm-hmm. you know, with that being something that's like relatively local and it's uh it's regional. Coming up here in Columbus, like there wasn't a lot of outlets and shit. That was one of them that you could look to, and they branded crazy. One of the first hoodies I ever had, like that was I felt like was like that premiere was an Animal House hoodie and shit. That's dope. Somebody stole it. Let me tell you something crazy about Animal House, and I might be wrong when I say this. Mm -hmm. They brought Kendrick here, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, they was the one that brought Kendrick here. But go ahead. Um, If I'm not mistaken. What's what's Drake's biggest song? What's what's the uh... his biggest song? No, that's not his biggest song. God's plan. <laughs> yeah, God's plan. Big, yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say. God's plan. I think that was played at an Animal House party, and that would have never came out if it wasn't for Harold playing that at an Animal House. Was that party. Animal House? That you I think that? it was, bro. In New York, it was in New York. Oh, you might be right, bro. You might. Be. I know but that if Harold I'm wrong, it. I know Harold did it because yeah. Harold is crazy. <laughs> but. <laughs> That song would have never came out. Yeah. That's Drake's biggest song. Like, if it went for yeah. shout out to Ohio, man. Yeah. If it went for um Animal House doing that or providing that space, then you know, Drake wouldn't have his biggest song. So. And bro, like I, I just feel like it's it's real easy to be critical of niggas. Like what you was just talking about, like mm-hmm. having, you know, there might be other things behind the scenes that you don't know about that might have like gone into the decisions that you was making or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like People be like, oh, they didn't do enough, or they didn't do this, they didn't do that. It's mm-hmm. like, you don't know about what type of politics might have been going on behind the scenes. Right. You don't know about what might have been going on in niggas' lives. You don't know about any of that type of stuff that was informing those decisions. And yeah. I'm just, I guess, I'm grateful for anybody that is choosing to add to the fabric and to add to the story and to keep this shit going. Because like I said, there are things that I was inspired by. That came from Animal House. I think, that, like I said, I think that they were the ones that brought Kendrick here for the first song. Yeah, like oh yeah. nine or some shit. So where I ain't going to spend too much talking about them. <laughs> you they, came back to it. You know yeah, I had to come back because I had to check myself. For yeah, real, you know what I'm saying. Of course, I'm with all the smoke, but I'm, I don't want no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any smoke with anybody, man. You was talking about uh, 
when you were saying the singing hangout, how mm-hmm. you had a whole bunch of other stuff that you had going on. Um, and mm-hmm. why you was grateful for Lamont being able to like kind of take that and run with it. Mm-hmm. Like, what other type of shit do you have that's under your belt? Um, you know, writing songs for people. Uh, I've been doing that. Uh, what else? Learning how to DJ. So that's actually a crazy story in itself as well, too. So the first time I DJ was at Starstruck's. Um, uh, what did they have? They had something there. I don't know if it was an anniversary or whatever. I think it was an anniversary party. But I went there and I was spinning on um, Astro's board. And he kind of taught me a little bit of like techniques or whatever. Had no idea what I was doing. And then I kind of fell in love with it after that. And then I was hitting up Dev and I was like, yo, Dev, I want to DJ. Like, we have a session. I think this... Was this during the uh, Foresight days? Or was this Identity days? I can't remember. You said Identity? Yeah, so this was during the Identity. We'd have a session probably, and then I'd be like, yeah, I'm trying to DJ. And then he would play the, he would set up his board. And then um, I ended up doing Wait, a little like, did set. Did you say it like as a, <clears throat> as like a joke initially? Like he was like, yeah, I'm gonna DJ or whatever. Like you really? No, nah, I was to do it. I was on it for you real. Did that shit. Yeah, yeah, I had a video. There's a video of me like DJing for the first time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it was crazy. Okay, so, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I pretty much told Dev I was like, yeah, like I'm trying to DJ or whatever. And then I threw a party called Crush Groove. Uh huh. And then I think I was, was there. Yeah, he was there. Donatos. Yep. Yeah. He was there. So I, Man, I swam for my first there. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sorry>. they, were <laughs> there. they were there. It was there, but um, yeah. I was spinning. <laughs> wow, boy, <laughs> we told the truth, man. Yeah, so that was actually a great night. It was. We're uh, we're gonna start. That's another thing I'm working on as well. What's that crush group? Well, it's, it's got a new name now. It's What's called it? Dirty Shoes. Dirty Shoes. Dirty Shoes. What's the concept for it? Uh, we'll talk about it. All right. Well. Um. I'm going to uh, double back to that. So we did that, and then I did my first set. I was trash, like super trash. I didn't match up BPMs or nothing. Like I was just, it was bad. Um, and then I remember I kept telling, uh, I would kind of put it in Dev's ear like that I was trying to learn how to DJ or that I wanted a board or whatever. And then, you know, Dev had... Uh, the brunch move joint. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I do. Hey, yo, I'm hey, trying to put Dev the fucking the quarantine jump in, bro. I'm like, trying to put a bug in his ear, bro. I want him to bring that shit back. Oh, wait. Yeah. He's going to bring it back, bro. Yeah, all right, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, Maybe uh, on the by the way, the if y'all, y'all need to start booking Dev more, bro. Y'all DJ. I texted right. him, bro. I texted him earlier this week. I was like, hey, yo, do you still DJ, my nigga? Nah, he still DJs. He like he. He was like, 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 like you know, I'm working on that album or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's nigga, like, like damn, he's so low key though. Like he be yeah. like, nah, I'm DJing tonight. Or I'm, like he's super low key. You never know where Dev gonna be at. He like a like Batman or something. So, uh, so where was I at? You was talking about? Uh, so pretty much, he had brunch moves, uh-huh. and then as soon as he turned off the IG thing, he had spilled. Was it a mimosa? He spilled a mimosa on his controller, so it started acting up, and then he got a new controller, and then he was like, bro, you can have this. Damn, so you got the mimosa one. I said, for real, bro? You got a hand-me-down controller, basically. Bro, I don't even care. Man. I just wanted to touch. That's how I knew I loved it, because he's like, you can still work with it, you feel me? Like, it's just certain things that don't work or whatever, or it's it's a little finicky. Mm -hmm. So, I took it home. I started DJing immediately. I was practicing every day. Mm-hmm. So then Sean had a, another board He had a, a, a bigger board And then Sean He just didn't touch his board at all Like he just bought it for no reason Yeah Yeah what a weirdo But uh, That's another nigga I need to talk to on this shit man Absolutely Sean I need He got to talk some to crazy nigga, stories for yeah, you man Yeah yeah But uh, Sean he was like Bro just trade me boards mm. So I was like for real He's like yeah So I still use that controller to this day Wow and uh, I've been DJing and literally my thing with me while I'm busy is like I, I'm either practicing my craft or somebody's booking me. Mm. So the music puts me in the public's eye 
And then they like, oh, he DJ too? Yeah. Oh, he dance too? Mm. Oh, he do this too? That's about to say, you trying to hit all the four pillars and shit, bro. Yeah, I draw too, but... Yeah, uh, I thought that's how you do like the graffiti. Yeah, but I've never did like actual graffiti. Yeah, like, I've never done that before. But um, drawing was my first love. Mm. So, um, dang, I just realized people compare me to Veda and Veda draws and yeah. Nah, I was just weird. about to say that shit too. It's so weird. That's but, crazy. Uh, that just hit my mind. But uh, yeah, Wait, you ain't never made that correlation before. He don't DJ though, so he does DJ. We DJ together before. He does Veda DJ. DJs. He knows how to DJ. I did not know that. We was at uh, the Wit Gallery, and then he hopped on the board, and we went back and forth. That's why I did not it was, know. It was me, him, and Kara. We all was DJing. Kara DJ too? Bruh, Kara could do anything. Jesus Christ. Kara's like the, like, everybody think I'm the gauntlet. Kara's the gauntlet. Kara, she's, she's the real goat. Like, Kara, she kind of remind me of, who I want to say? I think, I think she, she can fly, fly on the like on the low. I think she can fly. Like we just talk about, like, she's like Lauren Hill. You know what I'm saying? Where she's, <laughs> you know, just like an icon and shit, bro. Like she's just yeah. her for real. Yeah. Like her, she can do all of it. You know. Yeah, Lauren Hill has nothing on Kara. That's probably true. And Kara fact. show up on time, so yeah, she does. And she delivers. Man. She's a good teammate. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's. It's pretty much everything. Like, I just be in the public eye, and I'm be like, "Yeah, I DJ." As soon as I tell somebody I do anything, yeah, they be like, "Oh, let me book you." I'd be like, "Dang, hold on, give me a second. So you remember when you asked me to DJ for something? I think it was for the Father's Day thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, I ain't ready yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now, of course, I'm ready now. But uh-huh. like, you ain't feel it back then. Yeah, like I'm not going. Just jump out and do stuff if I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that um, I pride myself on. If I ain't ready yet, then I ain't going. You feel me? What do you think that you love the most? Like out of all of those different joints, that you I do? just bro, I love music and I love hip hop, bro. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing. Like, I like composing music or being a part of that, writing songs. Uh, Arranging music. Um, I like dancing to it, of course. I like the moves that I do with my body to make it look like the actual instrument of the song or the beat. That's a big thing. Um, I like singing. Even if I don't have the best voice, you're never going to stop me from singing. Ever. I like rapping at a high level. I like rapping... At a very honest level, yeah, I like rapping just because I like freestyling. Mm-hmm. I like all of that. Like it's fun. Like yeah, the moment that. that I stop having fun with it, I'm done with I'm it. Done that's with what it. Drake yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's that's huge to me, bro. Like it's I can't even say which one I like. I can't even say that I like rapping more than DJing. I just started. You just like creating this shit. Yeah, like I just. Because it's, it's a lot of stuff that's watered down today. That's facts. Or it's a lot of stuff that's just not for me. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather go more in that direction. It's a lot of stuff that's not for me. Mm-hmm. And I like creating stuff for me. Yeah, yeah, I think and that's the part right there. It's like, bro, you had a... Damn, I don't remember the song. And I don't remember the bar exactly. But the sentiment was is that writers write because they can't do anything they can't help but to write writers write how they feel yeah it's like I I can't help but to do anything else except for to do this shit that I'm doing right now Mm -hmm. people ask me like and actually I thought about deleting my Twitter a number of times and stuff for a number of different reasons actually I think that you came up to me like in 2020 or 2021 it's like hey yo maybe tweet a little bit less and I was like Nah, <laughs> you said I did. Can't. I say that? Yeah, 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 you did. Dang, yeah, you did. But and, and uh, I didn't say it like that. Nah, you did. It was exactly nah, like it was, that. It couldn't have been. It like that It was exactly like that. It was like maybe just tweet a little bit less. Or what, and I get it. I there, get. It. Well, no, there's context to it. If I said it like that, there's more context to it. I didn't just say that. Nah, I think that it was. It was nah, bro, you ain't about to paint that. that. I'm saying that that's what happened, nah, bro. That's like, not it what happened, happened, bro. Like, like, that don't even bro. sound like me. I think you were saying it was like yo, you going crazy and everything, keep going or whatever, blah blah blah. But you know, maybe you'll reach more ears if you're not like 
overwhelming people with like the volume of tweets and shit that I put out there. That doesn't sound like me, bro. I'm pretty sure it was, though. I wouldn't make it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm autistic. I don't forget shit. You know what I mean? And so... I mean, I'm not mad at it because I get that. Don't I use that. It's the truth. <laughs> Don't it's use the that. truth. Bro. This nigga is crazy. <laughs> it's the truth. But uh, nah, you might be right. I don't know. The but reason it, why, but. like, I I do it is because, like, nigga, that's me. I like how you just talking about like singing. Like, I don't care if I'm not the best singer or whatever. Like, I like mm. doing it. I like putting words together. Well, actually, not even putting words together. Taking this stuff that's inside my head and getting it out. Like that's that's therapeutic for me. It's is art for me. Like making words dance on the screen and and like burying layers and shit that even I be forgetting about. I come and I discover that shit later. It's like yo, I wrote that. Like that's beautiful for me to do. And it's like if anybody else gets anything from it, cool. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like that ain't even. I don't have to do it for y'all. It's for me. Yeah, I feel shit. that. Shoot. So they ain't forget what I said. Get yeah, huh? Yeah, you know. What I'm saying. It I'm is listening. Don't listen to me. If I said that, I'd be wrong too. So yeah. that's accountability right there. Yeah. Um. Damn, I was about to say something, but I, but I highly doubt that I said it like that. Damn, that's crazy. You highly. think I'm a lie? Nah, it's not. It's not that. But I just, I couldn't see myself saying something like that uh, without no, without a certain context. I feel that because sometimes people be coming to me and be like, "Bro, you remember when you said blah blah blah?" I was like, "Damn, I said that, bro." They was like, yeah. "Yeah." I'm like, "No, I didn't." And then they show me a screenshot. I'm like, damn, bro, that's yeah. fucked up. I could have said, so, said it. Uh, maybe I was in a different headspace then. That so. might be true too. Yeah, but it's cool though. Like, I think real niggas they can acknowledge when, hey, I was wrong. My bad. I got that one wrong. Yeah. It happens and shit. Yeah. So I apologize. Nah, you ain't gotta apologize, bro. Everything is everything. That's how I feel. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I just got some shit that I can say later when I'm being all spicy with it. Yo, you remember? <laughs> this is the last thing I'm gonna say. We're gonna wrap up. <laughs> uh oh. You remember, uh, it was 2019, I think it was either 2018 or 2019, in January, and it was right before I wrote In My Original Tongue. Do you remember the events, like, leading up in, into the... What you mean, like... Like, everything that, like, happened before that? Remind me. Alright, so, because I, I tell people this stuff before, well, not before, I tell other people this story often. But I don't think I've ever like talked with you about it on camera. I think Scary Perry told me about this. Scary Perry, Scary <laughs> Perry. I just made it up off the top of my head. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Legend, um, by the way, Perry's a legend. Man, fuck that nigga, bro. Respectfully, <laughs> that's my guy. But fuck that nigga. <laughs> just, wow. I was on the. Oh yeah, I do remember, bro. It was right around the same time that Tug came out and um, <laughs> Geo and uh, and Yogi. They was going at each other on <laughs> yo relax, relax, it's cool, it's cool, relax. <laughs> and um everybody was just talking shit <laughs> online. <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know why I brought that up, bro. Like, yo, hey, relax, hey, it's cool, hey, it's cool, it's cool. I'm gonna explain why I'm laughing later, but I already know. I ain't, already I ain't know. about to make people just feel like I'm laughing at them. Okay, that's fair. Um Oh my god I don't know why I said that bro I just opened up A can of worms And we ain't got to Man bro and then, <laughs> I ain't scared of, I'm scared of None of you niggas It's like I'm just playing I'm just joking I'm joking I was on the cruise ship And I remember It was like Right after my dad had died mm-hmm. So it was 2018 then. It was right after My dad had died And we had Unlimited drink passes So Like you can have Like 15 drinks a day yeah, ship. I'm hip. Yeah, it cruise was lit, ships. Bro. Get you get on a cruise ship as soon as you can. Yeah, and I had Wi-Fi while I was on there too, and so I was just drunk. And Man, yeah, that back in the day. Bro. It was the same cruise ship that I had just been on a couple months earlier with my dad and mm-hmm. everything. So you know, just processing that and like you know healing in real time, and and I was reading all this type of shit. And you had just dropped your record, and, uh, and this was tough. Yeah, we mm-hmm. was talking about. Um, how you was upset. Well, not upset. You was just acknowledging the fact that nigga left you off the shit that he shouldn't have left you off of or whatever. And I was like, bro, I think that's dope. I think that niggas should say when they're the best or whatever. And if they have an issue with something, they should be very direct about it. And I was like, I, I personally can't fathom somebody saying that they do the same thing that I do and that they're the best and me not saying anything back to them. Mm-hmm. I was just tweeting out loud, drunk. And you responded, it was like, oh, you saying all that stuff or whatever, but there's some shit that 
you haven't written yet, and I know it's been on your mental or whatever, so why aren't you saying nothing? I'm like, bro, come on, because I was trying to be peaceful. I was trying to avoid conflict and all that. You remember all that? That was, uh, but I wasn't saying that in a, like, I wasn't trying to press you or nothing. I know, but I felt pressed because I was drunk. You see what I'm saying? Oh, dang. <laughs> and so I took that to the <laughs> And I remember I got off of the boat because we was in uh, Punta Cana or whatever the city was. No, Amber Cove. Amber Cove. And that's the first, like, land that Christopher Columbus had landed on when he sailed across the Atlantic Ocean. Everything so I was at the same place that Christopher Columbus landed on. I had on a jersey that said Columbus across my chest and everything. And I had a book um, by Hanif, um, who that nigga is probably one of the greatest niggas from Columbus ever, in my opinion. Second, that's wild. And uh, <laughs> it's like, that's I, was, Hanif. <laughs> I was just walking through the, the, the sand on the Amber Cove coast and everything, and I was thinking about these insurrectionist ass niggas. From Columbus, that hold was, on one second. Yeah, what does that word mean? Insurrectionist, like the niggas, they was trying to overthrow me. They was trying to get me kicked off a of flight paper right, so they ahead. could take over and they could run it the way that they felt. Never like heard it. that word a day in my life. Yeah, and never went have. to college. You've heard it before, probably. But like I never January really. sixth, some niggas that was storming the Capitol, that was an insurrection. And trying to like, mm. yeah. So I'm being dramatic, calling them insurrectionist ass niggas, and I ain't even got no smoke, no more asterisks, you know, because. You know, just, my memory's long. Just keep stay on task. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got me all, you know what I'm saying? Um, Don't blame it on me. It's you. You don't want to say it, bro. Oh, nigga, <laughs> like, what man. does that mean? And then you maybe go all the way back about how these niggas, like, try to do a mutiny on me and shit. But uh, <laughs> I was just angry. <laughs> Not angry. Oh, and and you said, That's crazy. yo, you talking all this shit about how, like, you know, you can use your pen and your pen is nice, but your muscles ain't twitched a bit. And I was like, all right, bro. I wanted to stay away from that, but you know, since you're pushing me to it, now nah, I gotta do it or whatever. And I just wrote that shit or whatever. And I forgot why I even brought that up. No, no, no. Because you was talking crazy about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking crazy about you at the end of it. But it was respectful, though. Like, it was out of love. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I, and I took it as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember when you recited it, I had to, I had something in mind that I was gonna say. On the microphone, I was mm -hmm. like, nah, I'm about to snap real quick. Nah, you did. I remember because you said it. Like, you was performing. Like, you performed right after me. Mm -hmm. Trips to ass for, the, for that. Like, yeah. he called you up. And he was like, niggas from my city <laughs> trying to diss? And then he, like, looked at me all hard and shit. I was like, damn, nigga. Like, it was, it was love, bro. But that was a good moment, bro. That was a good moment. Hip-hop, man. Yeah. I'm a hip-hop baby, so... But you know. going back to the point, though, that you was making, tying it all together, is that... um you know what I mean? When you really end the shit and like you're creating because it's coming from your heart and not because you're trying to be famous, not because you're trying to get rich, not because you're trying to get hella clout or whatever, it's like you could just appreciate those type of moments or whatever. And I think mm -hmm. that that's probably the thing that I appreciate the most about you is the fact that everything that you're doing is, is a genuine place, you know? You're mm -hmm. doing that shit because you want to and because you got the skill to do it, you feel me? So yeah. I appreciate um, you, bro, for yeah. real. I know I said it at the beginning, but I'm gonna say it again right now. Like, just thank you. You know, keep going, and um, you know, appreciative of you. Like, looking forward to seeing all the things that you do from here on out, and like the ways that you're looking to build and shit. So, yeah. thank you, man. Likewise, too. Appreciate that. Me? Whatever, <clears throat> whatever I hear that you're a part of, I at least try to at least put my ear to it. I'm at most of the stuff that you're a part of anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Listen, 2023, I'm like, bro, I don't know how I'm going to be all the shit that I'm like a part of or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm overwhelmed, but I'm not going to lie. But, you know, these dreams ain't free. So, there it is. Yeah. All right, we out of here, man. We got some other shit to do.